That was a mighty fortress is our God, a bulkwork never failing. And this is Frankly Speaking with Pastor Frank. Welcome today. We are going to be talking today about cities of refuge. We had our service Sunday on uh, November 7th. You can look it up if you want to hear the, the whole message. But it was, it was dealing with portion of scriptures in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 18 and 19, where it says, We have fled for refuge to lay hold on the hope set before us, which hope we have is an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which enters in to within the veil. And so my first point is that, that we have fled for refuge. And and it's it's something specific, and especially when you read it in Hebrews, it makes the lights go off and you think instantly, we're just not hiding. It's It's referring back to cities of refuge, something that they had in the Old Testament. The people were familiar with it. A first century Jew would have instantly heard that language and, and lights would have went off in his head and he would have thought of the cities of refuge. And so I decided that I was going to do some podcasts on these things because in that sermon, I couldn't really give you the full history and breakdown, the subtle nuances of the the idea, the concept of city of refuge, how is a picture of Christ, how it relates to him. So I said, well, I'm going to do a few podcasts this week. I'm going to do one on the city of refuge. I'm going to do one in Anchored in Hope, and I'm going to do one, one on Within the Veil, that language. What do those things mean? What should those things bring and let let explode in the synapse of our brain as they bring images and flood us with images and pictures from the Old Testament. And realizing that some of us will not have that experience, I said, let me let me try to bring us that experience in podcasts after the fact. So that's what we're doing today. Um, the cities of refuge were something that was a, an Old Testament protection. They were designed for people that had committed manslaughter. They're, they're, they're mentioned in a few different places. It's, you can find it in Numbers 35. You can find it in Joshua 20. Actually, you can find it in a lot of places of the Old Testament, but most of the places, it's not even referred to as what it is. You have to kind of realize that's what they're talking about. It's the concept of finding a place of refuge and safety that I really want to talk about. Anyway, these cities were well, first off, they were all built on hills. There were six of them. They were, let me begin at the beginning, I guess. It, they were cities of the Levites. When Israel moved into the promised land, the Levites did not receive their own portion of land. Um, if you look at the tribes and you list the tribes everywhere, you come up with 12 tribes, but you find Ephraim and Manasseh listed. Those are the children of Joseph. So the one tribe, Joseph, or the one son, Joseph, had two tribes, two land masses associated with his sons. But Levi did not receive a land mass. And the reason for this is simple. They were the priestly tribe. They had ministerial duties that, that would extend not in one specific land area, but throughout all of Israel. So they were given 48 cities from Dan to Bathsheba, top to bottom, all over the land. You had these this interspersing of Levitical cities. Of that 48 cities, you had six of them that were designated as cities of refuge. What a city of refuge is, is it was, first off, it was on a hill. There were three cities on the left or the west side of the Jordan. There were three cities on the right or the east side of Jordan. They were spread all over 
so that anywhere in Israel, if you needed to flee to a city of refuge, it was a day's journey. They weren't all clumped up in the middle or on the outside. They were interspersed so that it was a day's journey to one of these cities no matter where you went. They were built on hills or tells or small mountains. When you go to Israel, they take you up in all the fortresses and all the little towns and everything. They were built on hills, and there's a reason for that. They, um, they were more defensible. They, you could see an enemy coming from a long distance. You, you, you could have a better trajectory, arrows and rocks or whatever you would throw. You're on top, so you could throw farther than people on the bottom throwing uphill. And, of course, you're fighting from, from the high place, which is always an advantage. Um, so they were on hills, but they had another advantage in selecting them as cities of refuge, and that's this. If you were fleeing to a city, uh, Joshua gives the example in his description of why cities of refuge of, of man chopping wood with an axe, and the axe head flies off and hits someone next to him and kills him. And it says, and unknowing, you didn't, you didn't plan it, you didn't, you know, have negligence, the axe head you thought was tight. You didn't have anything against the guy. It was just an accident. We look at that as today manslaughter. It's different than murder. Murder, you would have, you know, you've been an axeman. You'd track him down and hit him in the head with the axe. It's a different thing. And so, of course, when something like that happens, you have vigilanteism, uh, next of kin. It calls him the avenger of blood, the next of kin. Would, would track you down and say, I'm going to get revenge. You, the old westerns are full of the posses that, that get together and they, they track down the wrong guy. And so when you're fleeing from that, because you know it's going to come, you're heading for a city of refuge and having it on a hill has the advantage of that you can see it from a distance. You can see the city on a hill as you're running to it. You can keep it in your eyes. It will, it will give you strength. It will give you energy as you're fleeing to it, knowing it's there, seeing it at night and in the day. So they were on hills. Another thing they did was that they, they cleared the way. They actually prescribed that they would have, these cities would have a road that was clear, the rocks would be cleared, the rocks would be on the side. There would be no hindrance to entrance into these cities. Are you kind of getting an idea of how these cities are a type of Christ? Jesus said in, in Matthew 5, he said, a city on a hill it can't be hid. I think that's kind of what he was referring to when he said, you're the light of the world, and a city set on a hill cannot be hid. And, and when you made it to the city, you get to the gate, you declare your intent, I'm, I'm running, I, I need refuge in the city. And the, they'd give you refuge in the city. And it was, they wouldn't throw you out. They wouldn't turn you out. They would protect you. You'd have asylum. And, but if you did leave, if you left, you were not under the covering of that city. Jesus said in John 6, he said, he that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. A lot of this language kind of refers back to that whole idea. You were protected as long as you stayed inside. There's an interesting story. I mentioned it Sunday about Abner in Hebron, one of the cities of refuge. And someone who knew he was, knew he was after, he killed Joab's brother, called him outside. He said, come, come out here. Come here. I want to talk to you out here. <laughs> and he went. And David, as he lamented over Abner's death, um, said he shouldn't have happened. He shouldn't have died. This is a travesty. Abner was a good man. And, but he said, but Abner 
died as a fool. Why? He knew better than to go outside of the city of refuge. Anyway, of these six cities, they are Kadesh, Sechem, Kiriath Abra, which is Hebron, Golan, Ramoth Gilead, and Bezer. Again, they were spread out all over, and they were accessible from anywhere within a day's time. Now, I want to give you some scripture references that kind of put you in the, 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 the vein of seeing what I'm talking about. They don't specifically refer to cities of refuge, but they refer to the idea, the concept, the, 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 the way of thinking that the Lord is our city of refuge. He is our high tower. Let me read them. In 2 Samuel uh, 22 and 2, and he said, the Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. The God of my rock, in him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my savior. Thou savest me from violence. Now, we read that and, and we rejoice in it. But imagine in that time when you had those cities, it would probably make you think. And that's really what a lot of the typology of the Old Testament does. is It points to Christ even though they didn't know it was pointing to him. Probably why the writer of Hebrews refers to it. In Psalms 9 and 9, the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. Psalms 18 and 2, the Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler and my horn of salvation and my high tower. God is the place we flee to when the pursuer, when the avenger of blood is after us, and, and isn't he after us? Psalms 46 and 1, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Psalms 144 and 2, my goodness and my fortress, my high tower, my deliverer, my shield, and he in whom I trust, who subdued my people under me. Proverbs 18 and 10, I'm sure you'll recognize the name of the Lord is a high tower. The righteous runneth into it and is safe there. The name of the Lord is my high tower. The, high, the, the, the city of refuge is a type of Christ, and Christ is our refuge place. Now, the same way that I mentioned that, you know, these six cities were always accessible, Christ is always accessible. You know, that whole language the whole language that Jesus mentioned in, in um, Matthew chapter 5, even Ronald Reagan used when talking about the city on a hill, the, the last hope, the city on a hill. Where do you think that language came from? That Someone knew what that was going to you know, refer to, and, and that's what they meant by it. A city set on a hill, Matthew 5.14. Cleared roads. There's nothing stopping there's no hindrance for us in coming to Christ. Nothing can keep us back from him. The road is clear. There's a place in Isaiah that says, take out the stones, cast up, cast up, lift up, clear the road. There's a highway of holiness. That highway is clear for us to find refuge in our city of refuge, which is Christ today. The cities, as long as you stayed in, you were in safety. And don't leave. One of the reasons I preached a whole sermon on uh, Sunday was the idea of, of drifting away. Don't don't get 
with all of the things going on and, and uh, you know, COVID and stuff happening and people don't get cold in your relationship. Our faith is not a faith that, it's a faith that has a personal um, relationship. It's a, it's a faith that requires communion and fellowship and being close and getting together. And um, you, you, can, you don't have to even watch TV. You can have a faith in a cave all by yourself. But Christianity works better when practiced with people. And the Lord founded a church for very specific and good reasons. And one of those reasons is that we get together because it's people with all of the crazy ways that will that will bump off the sharp edges on you and smooth you out and and make you uh, a little more easy to get along with we think it's all just them so anyone wanting asylum they had to personally flee to the city you couldn't you couldn't expect that if you didn't flee there your blood could be upon you you had to go, and I encourage you this morning. We have city of refuge. We have a refuge. We have a fortress. We have a tower in Christ Jesus. Go to him. Flee to him. There's protection in him, and without, we're at the mercy of the avenger of blood. Well, that's our podcast for today. Until next time, this is Pastor Frank, frankly speaking. See you then.